Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Bridge Podcast, where, as you know, we're connecting you, the community, with commerce and leaders in the, uh, the city here and in the community. And so we're, we're privileged to have a great guest again. Uh, as you know, that you can find us on Tuesday mornings, 11 a.m., uh, IRLoneStar.com backslash TBPTX for the Bridge Podcast. But today, uh, I want to welcome Eddie Cobra from Chick-fil-A to the Bridge Podcast. Welcome, man. Thank you. Man, uh, you've you've uh, man, you've been a from basically you know cradle to to now. You it seems like you've been with Chick Fil A. So what more than three decades, and and you've been an owner slash or I guess they call them operators for over twenty years, right? And so tell us how this all started. Like I think if I remember right, because we've known each other, and I, I think you, you were working there in college maybe, and and then when you got out, but. Take us through why, like why Chick-fil-A, and then what was so magnetic about it to keep you there for, you know, 30 years? Yeah, so um, so I grew up in the business. My dad's a Chick-fil-A operator. Okay. He's going, he's still an operator, okay. uh, 43 years. Um, so I grew up in the business. You know, we used to go to the work with him, and, and uh, um, when I was 13 years old, I actually started working in the restaurant. So he would pick me up on Wednesdays and Saturdays, and I'd mm-hmm. unload the truck and do all that. Um, and then when I was 16, I was actually working like a normal, like, you know, yeah. show up on at a scheduled time and all that. Yeah. Um, did, did all that worked all through high school. Um, I went to college in the same area where I grew up. So I went, I worked for him all through college. Um, and when I grad, so I wanted to go to, I wanted to be a doctor is what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, graduated, uh, and, and started thinking about med- medical school and all that, um, during that time, I got a phone call from Chick-fil-A, and they asked me if I could go to Birmingham, Alabama for, for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Birmingham, and I, and I operated, or I, I was an, they called him an interim manager at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was an interim manager. I was running a, a restaurant for from September um, until uh, January, um, and that's where I realized that this is, this is what I want to do. Um, I, I had, I, so, you know, I was down in the valley, where that's where we're from, down South Texas, okay. And all the other operators that my dad knows that we grew up with always treated me amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking they're treating me amazing because my dad, yeah. you know, they work with my dad. They're, they're uh, uh, you know, just treating me like they would treat him. So yeah. when I was away from home and um, during that, that assignment that I was on, I had an, uh, one of my managers passed away. He was killed on the way to work. Mm. Um, and uh, my team was devastated. They had worked with him for a couple of years. The team was devastated, and it was a, it was a very low volume restaurant, so there was not very many team members. So you know, like eighteen of them didn't couldn't work. Wow. Um, this happened in, during the, in the middle of the week. Well, I put a message out. I didn't know anybody there. I mean, I I knew you know. I so I put a message out. Said, hey guys, I'm. It, we had a, a tragedy in the, in the in the restaurant, and um, I need some help. That next morning, an operator from the from that market, uh, his name is Constantine Zabuka, still one of my best friends today, um, showed up. As an op- he's an operator. He's been an operator for like at that point he'd been operating twenty five years or whatever. Yeah, wow. He shows up with like ten team members, and they help me operate the restaurant for the next three or four days. All hands he's, on deck. All right? hands on deck. He's Whoa. back there 
30-year, 25-year operator back there breading for me, breading chicken. Um, just, um, just blew me away. Yeah. So it wasn't just my experience in the, va- in the Valley was not just, oh, these guys know me, so they're good guys, you know? It's, it's just the way it is at Chick-fil-A. So yeah. pretty amazing. It's a culture, man, and it's obvious. Like it's almost, and I, I would think it's intentional, but you go to any Chick-fil-A, really any part of the country, and it's almost like you picked the one up here in Conroe and set it down in Birmingham yeah. or wherever because I'm, obviously there's a template that works and the culture that works, yeah. and people are different, but still you can just, it's nice that they can just plug that philosophy in pretty much anywhere because it works that's right and, and I, I i laugh because I, I if i ever go anywhere else to eat which is rare if you ask my daughter like if it's up to her it's rare so she would eat there every day every meal but you know if i go to a different place to eat and i hear someone say my pleasure afterwards i'm betting they either work at chick-fil-a or they go there a lot or they yeah. know somebody that so the my pleasure is kind of the the tagline for chick-fil-a which is kind of neat but man so you've Obviously, you've been running the show for a little bit here in Conroe. You've got one in Willis. you got one in Conroe. Um, there's actually now in South Conroe, there's a third one, but you've got the one on 105. Uh, man, so when you guys are looking for people, you just mentioned kind of what the DNA you're looking for, yeah. kind of, you know, just that servant, that team right. first, um, just be good pe- to people. Uh, man, is it – are you seeing nowadays that the that it's harder or maybe is it – it's okay to find those still. There's still diamonds in the rough out there because you hear, you know, where culture's going, what young yeah. people are doing, what they're thinking. Is it was it better then? Is it cool now? Like, are you still getting to find those good people? Obviously, you know, we're blessed. Uh, we live in a great area. Um, I, I think people are. There's a certain type of person that's drawn to Chick Fil A. Yeah. Um, and 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 it's up to us to make sure when they cut when they get there that we're able to really provide that culture and. And the vision that we're trying to achieve, um, we've been blessed. And we, yeah. I would say, the whole finding it, people period over the last couple of years yeah, has yeah. really gotten difficult. For sure, um, but um, the kind of person that we're looking for is still still comes to Chick Fil A. So it's, yeah, it's a good thing. And it is what you said was key because I didn't even think about it till you just said it. But the people that come to apply to work there, they kind of know what's the expectation, sure. right? They kind of know what sure. they need to be about oh, yeah. and what kind of person you're looking for. Yeah. So it's it's probably not that hard to weed through, you know, and toss yeah. a few bad apples. You probably get a good bunch of apples. Well, it's, fun, it's funny, you, you know, you will get people that will come and do, uh, we'll do an interview with them, and they'll say, I've, been, I've wanted to work here since I was 10 years old. Uh, I believe that, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> they've had a great experience or, or you know, yeah. they enjoy our food or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they feel welcome there and, and that's, that's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah. And so you met your wife, actually, she worked for Chick-fil-A, right? In marketing. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you guys have for years, we've known each other. I was thinking about this the other day, like it's been almost 10 years, I think it's nine ish, something yeah. like that. But you guys met each other there. And, and so you've, this philosophy of Chick-fil-A, I would think has sort of become a family culture like i could probably go into your house and maybe even feel like i'm i'm at a chick-fil-a because of how service oriented and how just kind and nice and i know your family so um man are are you seeing conroe differently i mean you came here how long you been in the conroe location Uh, 21 years 20 years okay yeah so conroe's a little different yeah um in a good way and and in kind of a growing pain way but uh, what what are you most excited about so far? Because you've you've been here long enough. The sample size is big enough for you to make a determination. Like this thing is getting ready to just blow up. Absolutely, the, the growth is incredible. I was thinking about this last night. So when in two thousand one when we opened, 
my Chick Fil A was the only Chick Fil A um, serving. This is gonna this thinks like I'm being being uh, yeah. over exaggerating, but so about five miles east, about 15 miles west, and about 30 miles north. So about a 450 square mile area that my Chick Fil A was serving. There was no other Chick Fil A's. Wow. So all the way to Huntsville, all the way to Montgomery. Um, mm-hmm. and just, and we needed every single square mile and every person in that, in those square miles mm-hmm. to, to support our restaurant, uh, just cause there was no, there was not a lot of density back then. Yeah. Um, and, the, and, uh, I think the leaders of, from Conroe and Montgomery County have done a great job to make this an attractive place, mm-hmm. uh, to raise family and to, and to, and to live and work and all, and, and live life here. Um, so now in, in that same 450 mm-hmm. square miles, there are five Chick-fil-A's now. Um, and the business that I did in 2001 is 20 times that amount of business, um, in this, this year. So it's pretty amazing. Um, and, and, and just to keep on thinking about, you know, it's only going to get, it's going to keep on growing. You know, we're on the list every year for the top 10 or whatever places to live and all that. So it's going to, it's going to, it's going to keep growing. It's definitely more concentrated than 20 years ago. Like you've got just this huge concentration of people now yep. so when you said dense it's pretty dense around yeah. 105 alone oh, yeah. yeah and uh just you know 336 around and and it's all just kind of there's a lot of people but sure. um that's good for you and you know uh, i wanted to, to ask also like you know you you've seen it grow you've you know where it's kind of going we can sort of tell but what kind of measures do you guys take to not let the growth sort of outrun you. Like, how do you keep up with that? Yeah. And, and, and especially to your point, the, the staffing has been a challenge in the yeah. last, and I, I assume it's getting a little better. Maybe it's going to get even more uh, efficient, but man, what are you guys doing to sort of stay even at best or maybe even ahead of the curve yeah. if you're lucky? So we have something in our, in our business that we call critical success factors, okay. um, leadership, talent, uh, customer experience, sales and brand growth, mm. uh, financial return. And I have somebody in charge of all of those areas, okay. and we talk about them every day. Um, keeps us super balanced. Um, it's not all profit or it's not all, yeah. you know, people or it's not mm-hmm. all sales or whatever. It's got to – you got to talk about all of them all the time. Um, if you if you take your eye off of any one of those pieces, mm-hmm. you, you'll – you know, when you get back to it, you're like, man, we, we you know, we're, we're behind. Mm-hmm. So um, always think talking about those those items and – um, and having people that are that understand what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. um, it's just that that's super important. That's how we that's how we stay on top of it. I have somebody. I have three, um, three, four. We have four HR people. Um, in fast food, you don't you know you don't think of it. Wow. We 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 uh, lead our restaurant like it's a like regular bi- any other yeah. business. You know, it's just not a. We don't just show up every day and be like, let's see what happens today. You know. Yeah. We're super organized and. Um, and, and we make sure that we're on top of those things. Yeah, yeah. And and I would think, you know, Chick-fil-A, Ivory Tower had to create some sort of, you know, uh, formal document and criteria for measuring that on a yep. ground level. Because yep. like you said, if if that trickles down to let's just spitball and see what sticks and then just kind of all peek out and see if the drive through is full or not, and then we'll roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. And, and especially as big as Chick-fil-A. How, how big is Chick-fil-A? Like as a company, like how many stores, like is it fortune what would you say? I don't even know. Uh, so we'll do sales this year will be about $20 billion this year. Okay. Um, that's 3,000 restaurants. Um, something interesting that I heard at that uh, event that I went to a few days ago was so the average Chick-fil-A volume is as much as Starbucks, Subway, and McDonald's combined. And we're only open six yeah. days a week. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you combine their, their unit average volume 
those three and we and compared to ours and we're still we still do more than they do. It's pretty amazing. I love it. Uh, it's it's it's, it's wild. I love that. No, that's yeah. a great stat, man. I, I I guarantee there's some people listening right now that are kind of like, is that where can I Google that to yeah. verify? Yeah. But yeah, no, that sounds. That's pretty mind-boggling. Yeah, I would have never thought. Crazy. McDonald's. Yeah. Starbucks and what? And and uh, Subway. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Well, you yeah. guys are legit. You, I guess you know. I guess you know what you're doing. Um, so what do you guys? So talk about the process, because, and without getting real granular, but like for the public that are kind of like, okay, I come to Chick Fil A. I love it. The wait's worth it because it's pretty efficient. Like if you were to look from across the street at the drive-through, and like I'm, no, there's no way I'm going. To, I'm not getting in that line. Yeah. But that thing actually kind of moves, and and uh, you know, you guys have created this this amazing procedure. To however you're doing it, it's working. But what what do you say to the people that are like, okay, we need about three other ones here? And I know there's rules where you can't. It's not like you know, I don't want to mention other companies' names, but it's not like a, a mattress store that can yep. be across the street from right. itself right. or a gas station. So how do you guys determine and, and when can we or can we expect maybe some other to kind of absorb some of the volume and, yep. and demand? So Chick-fil-A has um, um, some metrics that they use to, yeah. to determine when it's time for another restaurant. Okay. Um, there is, it is time for another restaurant already in Conroe. Really? Uh, even, with the, even with the new one that opened a couple of years ago. Um, it's, it's growing that fast. Um, they call it, uh, drive off statistics. Okay. So they start to measure how many people are not, are doing exactly what you said. They're pulling up and they're yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not waiting. Mm-hmm. Even though it's fast and all that, it's still not, not fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really about the customer experience. Um, if, if the customer feels like, man, it's too crazy, which, which it, it can get too yeah. crazy. It's, yeah. you know, it's the parking lot's not, not meant for all those cars or even mm-hmm. inside there's not enough dining room seats or, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever the case may be, um, it's time for another restaurant, and they're mm-hmm. looking all the time, and they're and they're getting closer and closer, mm-hmm. um, just because of the volumes there and the and the, and the customer demand is there. Yeah, and, and I would say too, just because I know you, and I'll I'll give a plug though, you we can sort of there's something we can do as a community to help in your efforts to like get another one if you really want one. Yeah. Like maybe your hands are full with what you have, but I know we can like write letters or we can send emails or we can say, hey, Eddie runs a tight ship and whatever you're doing next in Conroe, we want him to run it or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that true? We can yeah, have I mean, a voice it, it, in that? Absolutely. We, whenever a customer comes to ask us something and we say, I'll say, well, I can try and take care of it in the restaurant, but if you really want something to happen, yeah. you know, contact the home office and, yeah. and let them know that, or the support center and let them know what, what you're, what you're wanting. And they, and they, they're, they're, if they get enough of those requests, they'll, they'll listen. Yeah. And you probably can't give us sort of a little bit of a peek at the answers to the test on where they're thinking maybe the next one might. Uh, so they're, they're talking about, it'll be between my, uh, this restaurant and the Willis restaurant, the 105 restaurant. And there's also probably one between my restaurant and Mon- and the Montgomery restaurant. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in the middle, maybe McCaleb road in that area, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so, and the one over here, maybe something on 336 somewhere. Um, the traffic is cra- both areas of traffic. Kind of like just northeast, three thirty six. Correct. Okay. Correct. Uh, yeah, I can uh, see that. Yep. I can see that. Well, that's yep. that's good to know. I mean, because I mean, there's enough demand, of yeah, course. Absolutely. And, and, and during COVID, I would say it was maybe even worse to look at that line. Right. But now we can all go in if if we're you know willing to get out of our car and actually take a few steps and that's do right. something you know active. Um, so that's good. That's been a relief. Um, what what are you guys? So take us through a little bit, just because I'm I'm wired management leadership type minded. So I'm this is maybe for me. Hopefully somebody else gets something out of this. But 
What do you guys look for in that next step for like a leader? Like you see an emerging, this kid's got it. Whatever right. that is, if he's desiring to be in Chick-fil-A as a career, like what kind of qualities are going to be that, that get that kid to the next level right. in leadership with you guys? So in our in my restaurant, um, we have like six different uh, levels of, of leadership, uh, team leader, certified team leader, assistant manager, certified yeah. Um, all those middle, those, any, if you're certified, that means that you are able to train anybody below you mm. and also for that position. Okay. Um, sometimes somebody gets promoted to manager or assistant manager or whatever, and they're really good at what they do, but they don't have the skills. They don't communicate well, maybe, mm. and they can't pass their knowledge on. Okay. So that's the, the biggest thing is communication. If Not all you, players make great coaches, right? That's, that's gotcha. it. That's it. Um, and, and we don't hold them back. We just, hey, you know, th- this is, they might not move any, any, uh, um, much further up from where they're at because the, we require the, the the communication piece. But if when the, if that's the case, we help them. Mm-hmm. Hey, go go uh, go take classes on on how mm-hmm. to communicate better. Yeah. Um, uh, especially uh, find, if they find desire. a mentor, get yeah. somebody that that can help you with this. Yeah. Especially if they want to. Especially move if they want to move up. Yeah. Yeah. And we're real honest with them. We share with them. Hey. Yeah. This is this is the. This is the, the opportunity that you have, yeah. Um, and you need to work on these things. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. So there's opportunity, um, yeah. and then to run a store, yeah. or, you know, run, you know, operate and be sort of in your shoes. Uh, it, are those opportunities out there, or yeah. is it so super competitive that man, you may be waiting five years for your own store, yeah. or is it how how does that work? Super competitive. So yeah. Chick Fil A opens about a hundred. Uh, I think this year, like about 150 restaurants, they'll open up. And they get about a hundred thousand applications a year. Now, some a bunch of those are from internal folks, like my managers or whatever, um, and then a bunch of people are from the outside as well. Uh, so it doesn't mm. have to be; it does not have to be internal. Okay. Um, I think the, la- the 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 last numbers I heard were like sixty to seventy percent of them are given to internal folks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other thirty percent, obviously, is, is external mm-hmm. folks. But um, there are no requirements. There's no you need to have ten years of Chick Fil A. There's no no requirements in that. Mm-hmm. It's all based on. Um, your your story and your leadership and those kind of th- how you communicate communication huge yeah, yeah. Um, wow. but uh, that's how, that's how it works yeah that's good I mean I because I think I mean I see and, and there let's suffice it to say the kids that work there some of them are you know it's a high school job yeah. or it's a summer job or whatever and maybe they've got med school aspirations yeah. and I do have a question did you were which were you getting into med school? Like, were you about to take the MCAT? No, or? I was about to take the MCAT. Okay, you hadn't taken it yet. I okay. hadn't taken it yet. That's right. when I had decided I was like, you know, but um, it's good that you decided when yeah, you did. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you get that's admitted right. to med school, and they're like, ah, yeah. nah. I forget that. No, yeah, drive through. That's right. That's the drive through for me. Uh, right. Well, no, there's you know maybe there's kids that want to do that and go that route, but for the kid that's okay, he's coming up through high school, and he's like, I know a lot of people that work there. I know the owner, uh, you know, I've seen them in the community. I, I see what they do. They give back, they serve. I want to do that. I want to yeah. be that. Right. So just your just advice to them would be what? Start out just like come in as soon as you're 16, like get to know the business as yeah. early as you can or what? You know, so, so what I, what I, so I have five guys that have worked for me that are now Chick-fil-A operators. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell them from the very beginning, Start to live your life like you are an operator. Okay. So if you if before you are before you are. Yeah. So if you so say you started you got in the process to to interview with Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. If you were like when I when I become an operator I'm gonna start yeah be, be, you know I'm good. gonna start uh, being involved in the community. When I become an operator I'm gonna start saving money. When I become an operator I'm gonna it, it's too late. Yeah. 
you have to start doing that already so that when you they want to uh, you know the 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 they want to start seeing or they want to see that you're mm-hmm. already doing those things yeah. um and and we talk about it all the time you know um interviewing skills mm-hmm. have practice those things mm-hmm. um um uh uh community service or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, having some money in the bank. Don't, don't blow all your money and all those things. You know, Chick, when, they, when, you, when you're selected, Chick-fil-A is giving you this huge opportunity. It's very different from, you know, they're not looking for uh, people who have um, a lot of money in the bank. You know, it's not a, it's not a regular franchise. Chick-fil-A mm. provides the, they buy the property, they build a building. Mm. Um, they are basically selecting you for your, uh, uh, for your character and, and those things, um, your leadership to lead a business that they've paid for. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. Wow. That's great, man. I mean, I love their, their business model is just, it works, it's man. Incredible. And it's obvious. It's got a track record to prove it. Um, man, it's cool to watch how many that are going to be in this area. I, to, just the thought of that, I have to tell my daughter, but, um, so what's next for you? Like you could do this forever, I'm sure, but you know, there might be some other things on that you may want to go give the MCATs a shot. I yeah. don't know. No, what, what's next for you, though? I mean, maybe a, a couple more of these and, and uh, I don't know, kids, grandkids following your footsteps. I mean, I don't know. What, what's a pipe dream you for know, you? You know, for me, it's all about growth. I, somebody asked me that the other day, and, and obviously um, I'm super, super driven, and, I, and I, if another opportunity comes up to have another restaurant, I, I, I want it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. I, yeah. I would love the opportunity to do that. Um, but also keep on growing in our in our business. Mm. Uh, keep on growing my, my leaders. Um, growing in our in uh, um, the way I uh, take care of my family. Yeah. Um, those kind of things. Just keep on growing all the way around. Yeah, building yeah. skill set. Because because I think the message too and the takeaway for the audience would be like we're looking at somebody who's really accomplished everything that there is to accomplish on a local level at a Chick-fil-A, right? And short of being at corporate and doing a VP role or something, which you probably could do if you really wanted it, um, I think the takeaway is, you know, you're never done. I mean, you've never arrived, right? right? You're still probably learning things from your team members that, you know, and vice versa, of course, but I would think that it's a, it's a, it's a two way street. And, and the fact that you're humble enough to be open to, to learn that kind of stuff. I think that's a message for kids. Like, you don't become a manager or an operator and you're just like, all right, everybody's beneath me. Everybody it. does what I say and, and I have nothing left to prove or, or gain. Oh, yeah. and, and I hear you saying something different. So right. that's really cool, man. Um, I will give another plug for another one of your, because we mentioned your wife and how you met and those kinds of things. And, and you guys have embarked on another one, uh, another business outside of Chick-fil-A. And uh, I don't really want to mention any company names, but no, Summer Moon Coffee. I mean, you guys have opened this, and, and it's been, uh, what will it be, a, a year in the fall? Uh, July 31st is a year for Oh, it, July. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it's already a year, man. Um, yeah, I'm super proud. My wife's doing awesome. She uh, she fell in love with that with that product and uh, that brand, and, and during the pandemic, reached out to the, to the family who owns that company, and before you knew it, she was she was a franchisee, and now she's doing it. It's pretty awesome. How did she How did she come across? Were you were obviously in somewhere other town, yeah, so, Boston um, or something? We had a so one of the guys who became a, a Chick Fil A operator out of my restaurant, uh, okay. Anthony Barajas, had the Chick Fil A in Kyle, Texas, which okay. is just outside of Austin, uh-huh. and they have Summer Moon there. And um, we tried the product one day, and Andrew was like, "Man, this thing, this is awesome. Yeah. This is so good." Um, and she uh, reached out to them, and they said, "We're not, we're not." This was two years ago, three, two and a half years ago. We're not uh, franchising at the moment. So no problem. We didn't, you know, nothing else. About a year later, she get in the middle of the pandemic, she gets a phone call and says, hey, uh, or an email, 
we're, we're starting a franchise. What do you think? And, you know, that's during the pandemic, it's a little scary time to be starting a business. But my wife was like, then I believe in it. Then than that. Let's, yeah. do, let's do it. Yeah. So I supported, you know, all I could support. And, and uh, uh, she's doing awesome. I, I know you guys. And I know that that's just how you're wired. Like when you feel like something can work. Like, let's do it. I don't care what everybody says won't happen. I don't care about a a worldwide pandemic. Like, let's bring it on. Like, let's do it in the hardest time to to open a... But, I mean, it it speaks to, which is another reason I love doing this podcast, is that it speaks to the community and speaks to Conroe and the the people that kind of rallied around you guys because I was at the, you know, kind of the pre-opening, the soft opening, the grand opening, and, man, just watching everybody. That was incredible. That That was nuts. The support, you know, that grand opening day and, and since... But uh, it was incredible. I mean, you think you're opening a, a restaurant in the middle of, or a shop in the, in the middle of a pandemic, supply chain issues, uh, yeah. you know, uh, talent Staff, issues. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, uh, and still to be successful, you know, a year into it, and she's doing awesome. Yeah, so. And, and so your son uh, and is actually your whole family pretty yeah. much works there. Yeah. Like, and so um, it's it's fun to watch. It's never not busy. Um, They've adopted probably some efficiencies from Chick Fil A that because it's 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 very efficient in yeah. there and so uh, no I like it so man what what do you have for the the audience if we're gonna kind of give them one little last parting shot before we land the plane on this like what what's your advice to Connor give us give us some advice about kind of the growing pains that we're gonna see and are seeing and then maybe just give us something that you love most about. Conroe so yeah. far and you've been here a while so yeah. you're technically native Conroe at this yeah. point uh, so what do you what do you like about it and then what's your advice to the citizens of Conroe so uh, I think I shared this with you before but what I really love about Conroe so when I moved here 21 years ago it was you know if you weren't from here it was kind of intimidating a little bit you know um, I grew up like I said I grew up in South Texas and and but when we got here we were we were welcomed like we had been here for yeah like like I had grown up here, mm. um, it just the, everybody was super welcoming, and um, we have friends. And I, I tell you this also. Yeah. My son was a base, our son was a yeah. baseball player, so mm-hmm. everybody knew Wyatt, and and we made friends with his his the, his friends' yeah. parents, and mm-hmm. and that's how it started. And 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 LJ also, and just really got to know everybody, and um, just I love how how well welcoming the town is. Mm-hmm. Um, just. Just been a great place for us to grow it up. Um, I was, I mean, I, I was only twenty three years old when I when I got here. You know, yeah. I was I was a, I was a youngster, young business owner too. I can imagine there's some territorial, you know, maybe some uh, more seasoned veterans yeah. that are kind of protective of the yeah. community and have been here their whole life. I right. can imagine you, there might have been some challenges. Right, but, yeah, who's this young guy? I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they kind of open right. arms, Absolutely. and that's awesome, man. Absolutely. It was awesome. So talk to us who are sitting back, kind of like, okay, it's good that we're growing, but Man, some of this is a little bit hard to swallow. Like, what do you what do you say I, to I would, the citizens? I would say uh, uh, have some grace for for uh, our leaders and our yeah. politicians and who are making decisions. Yeah. Because um, some of them are going to seem like, hey, maybe we're going backwards or whatever. But but sometimes to move forward, you have to you have to make some tough decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, that's a big one. Patience. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, in two thousand and I I know the dates because it was painful, but. Um, 2007, eight, and nine, when 45 was under construction, those three mm-hmm. years were were tough. Really, um, you know, they closed exits and all that kind of stuff, and that was, yeah. you know, I was in my so three, five or six years into my business here in Conroe, yeah. and that's when you bought. That's when you really start rolling as a, as a new business, and 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 we took a huge hit for those three years. Wow, um, but look where we are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So just patience is what I'm hearing. Yeah, and and it's I ask that question to a lot of people, and and that's the sort of the common theme is like just hold off on yep. on making any sort of judgments or determinations or negative, you know, because because it can get a little bit frustrating. But 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 it's it's going to be worth it. Sure. We take one step back, and we're going to take like five or six forward. So. Yeah. No, I, I've appreciated you being here, man. It's been good to good to talk to you again, and I, I see you a lot. So I uh, feel like we're just kind of meeting on the street again, and we're just having a little longer conversation. So I appreciate you being here, man. And on behalf uh, of the audience, I thank Eddie Kober. He's been Eddie Kober. We've been the Bridge Podcast. Stay connected.